0: Mass time' potting together Brian Tobin on the line Mass time They're friends forever They're talking it up for mass time Lucas hot he's in the zone the rest of the team is ready to go Mass time
1: Ooh! hear that song, you know it's Mavs time. I am your host, Brian Gill. Joined as always by the Boban Marjanovic to my Theo Pinson. It's my co-host <laughs> Tobin Hodges. Tobin, how's it going, buddy? It's
0: going pretty good. How are we feeling, man? Um, You know, I thought about rewriting the theme song today <laughs> to like a like a minor feel and just mm-hmm. kind of be like, Mm-hmm. Mass time And like Kind of like a, Maybe mm-hmm. like Getting some yeah. like Taylor Swift folk Folk vibes going Okay
1: Alright okay.
0: You know I just I, right. I don't have the time for it To be honest with you But yeah I mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. That's mainly the only reason I didn't do it Because I really did think Like <laughs> We need we needed, like A more down <laughs> song today But You know I've I think it's better That we're recording this what this like What day five After we lost I don't even know anymore Something like that Can't keep yeah. track of my days lately Um I think it's good cuz I have a lot more perspective now and a lot more like I've kind of come off of come off the the rush of the loss and everything. So yeah, I'm doing okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, same. I I wasn't all that torn up by uh by game 5 anyway. We've recorded since then, right? I think we recorded after game 5. Am I right about that? It doesn't matter. Yeah. I I uh, I was not all that been out of shape about game five. Game two is the only one that really bothered me. Um, but once, I think I started my morning once they lost game two. It was like, yeah, it's possible. I know. I think it's very unlikely against this team that you can blow that kind of lead and, and come back. And so I started the process then. Uh, <laughs> if we would have gotten swept, I would have been very upset. I don't know why winning one game makes any difference at all, but it does. Like
0: and i we won it too though like we 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 smoked them, which was good which helped, yeah, so yeah
1: that it, it's i I listened to seventy seven minutes in heaven this week and and i think I think it was Kato's, and I think he was right, I think he said that team was that was a closer series than a five game series usually is than than it's than a five game result would indicate and i i i think he's i think he's totally right i i think mm-hmm. that clearly the warriors were the best team in in the west and maybe in the league this year yeah and maybe they will be again and also that the mavs are not are not are not 20 steps away from them it's it's yeah. maybe it's maybe it's 5 steps maybe it's 2 steps maybe it's 1 step i don't know but it's a it is a much closer thing than uh then I would have imagined coming into the season and into the playoffs. I'm no. just
0: really glad that Luca didn't go Pat Bev and say you I got the next five because <laughs> yeah that yeah, would have yeah. made me really nervous for next year. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like that. Um, I, I I feel pretty good about where we're at. Um, Tobin, before we talk about what we're going to talk about, so mostly what we're going to do today is we're going to start the process of digging into the off season.
0: Um, we're in the bargaining the, stage of depression <laughs> at this point, so.
1: Today is mostly going to be about the potential <coughs> higher-level players who are out there and available. We're not going to do free agency yet because free agency for the Mavs is going to be the mid-level exception and and maybe a minimum deal or two. We're not going to do the draft yet, uh, in part because we haven't gotten too far into the draft process yet, and in part because the Mavs are picking 26th. Yeah. it's unlikely that you're going to get a guy who is going
0: to be in your top 10. Uh, we forgot at, at what it's like to not care about the draft because we're actually in the bottom of the first round. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it's been a while. It's been a minute. So we, mostly what we're going to talk about, and, and I'll, I'll introduce here in a second, is, is just kind of the what the plan needs to be, what our plan would be, what we think the Mavs are going to do, that kind of stuff, and maybe talk about some names. But before that, Tobin, I just want to bring the room up. I want to meet the Mavs time song. Where it lives, okay? And I want to bring you a moment in Mavs history. Are you ready for this? Sure. We are recording this on June the 1st. Do you know what happened on June the 1st, 2006? In Mavs
0: history. Oh. When you say 2006, I immediately get scared. (laughs) So,
1: but but I said I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing us up to meet our our beautiful, wonderful theme song.
0: Uh, this is is this when we when Dirk scored fifty?
1: This is Dirk Fifty Burger Day. Okay, yes, sir. All right, cool. Yes, sir. June first, two thousand six, Game five of the Western Conference Finals. Dirk Nowitzki puts a fifty burger on Tim Thomas and the rest of the Suns. The Mavs win 117-101. They break the Sun spirit. They'll go on to win game six. It was a hard. That was a stars. hard
0: win because I was really sad that we had, it had to be Nash that we put away. But it wasn't hard
1: for me. I was like, screw that guy. He left us. It Wasn't, um, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> I know, but I know that now. I was not willing All to. All right, admit here's that a hard question.
0: Yeah. Would you Would you be okay knowing what you know about two thousand six now? Would you be okay with Dirk scoring 50 there and, and then us losing and just being done without having to go through all the hurt we were about to go through? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Getting to the finals is part of you're the journey right, of right. winning the finals in 2011. So yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no, I I... Dirk, 50-burger day is one of the best days of my of I, my I just pulled up. Of it, my life. Let's just be real. Of my entire yeah, life. I just pulled it up.
0: Of, Why didn't yeah. Stoudemire play that game?
1: I don't remember. He was, they, he was injured. He was injured that whole season. Oh, that's right. Much. Okay. the yeah. ACL, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Tim Thomas, who I liked. I was a Tim Thomas fan. Yeah, not me. And, uh, hated and, that guy. And same when, Tim, when he was on the team. He talked so much crap to Dirk. and was doing his little three-in-the-eye thing. And then Dirk freaking ended him. And I loved it. I loved it. <coughs> um. OK, a couple of little notes. Big Juwan Howard game. Awesome. Too, or sorry,
0: not Juwan. Big Josh Howard game, too. <laughs> I don't know why that Juwan. <laughs> Man,
1: Joshy, I, oof, um, I maybe have said this before. There's probably never been an athlete in my life who I have gone from liking as much as I liked him to hating as much as I hated him and as quick of a time <laughs> as I, yeah, t- the, the, the flip flop that I did on Josh Howard, um, took about mm, 14 months. <laughs> and, and he went from like, this is my fa- This truly is probably my favorite player on the team to I would trade him for a, like a can of Pringles right now. Like I just, I disliked him. So his game fell off so badly. Um, all at one time. That was crazy. Okay. Before we get into the offseason, just a couple of little notes here. There was uh, a pretty substantiated uh claim out there that rumor, whatever you want to call it, the Mavs are going to find a roster spot for Theo Penson and are going to find a roster spot for Bobon next year. So Tobin, I think this is a an indicator of the team is committed to uh to keeping the vibes good through the next season.
0: That's great. But it's not gonna be great whenever you have a couple mid level guys that you can put in that can actually <laughs> help you. Uh because Bobon, I don't even like I if I look up his minutes, what's his like what do you think his actual minutes were this year? Because it was probably under a full game's worth at that. <laughs> I mean like for real. <laughs> like
1: Yeah, I was gonna say
0: fifty-two. I I mean I love that from the sense of Pinson and Bobon are fantastic for our team in regards to the vibes. I was really, really hoping that Pinson would like retire and like be a coach. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe he'll do uh, some sort of, uh, you know, two way contract again, but that's that's not fair to ask him to do that either. But yeah, he can't do that. He can't do that. Uh, he's, he's too old for a two way oh, contract. Oh, I would have lost that. 128 minutes played oh. in 23 games. I would have a hundred percent lost that bet
1: I was was way under I was way under on that so So I mean yeah great
0: the vibes are great and that's to me that that's a Luca keep the Luca happy thing and it's a keep the bench vibing thing and that's you know that is a big reason why we got fined half a million dollars this playoffs and I am all for that I I love that kind of pettiness of let's and I, I really I really want Theo Pinson to have the roster spot and I want him to wear every opposing team's colors on the bench. <laughs> and if he's playing in a game, I need mm-hmm. him to like, you know how like on football steam, you know, football coaches, like they'll have the backup QBs that wear like a random color hat or whatever. Can, mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. we get Theo Pinson, Pinson random colored warmups, <laughs> but they're I not like random. It. It's just, I it's like just it. the opposing team's color.
1: <laughs> like the like the volleyball yeah, player libero that, yeah.
0: that's what it's called be, okay. li, be the libero I, I like it i would love that <laughs> i'm into it i think you can use two spots for this yeah you can right
1: i mean you get a 15 man <clears> roster <throat> they're not all active it's it's fine um but you also if you're gonna do that because i do think that there's something it, there is some value in in the vibes and and the atmosphere and the chemistry and all that sort of stuff and if the guys are are contributing to that then it's worth it's worth spending a couple of roster spots on it but you better make sure the other 13 are are guys yeah. that can play
0: um and you might need and, to be more willing to play Bobon cuz like he he can be useful at least a couple of years ago he could have been maybe not anymore but you got to be willing to put him in certain situations more than he was this year if you're if you're mm-hmm. going to do that and risk that roster spot
1: yeah so I think it's imperative. Then, if you're gonna do that again, I'm totally with it. I think it's worthwhile. Um, we better find a way to get off of Trey Burke and Sterling Brown and and some of these other guys that that can't play basketball. Apparently, um, got to get out of that so that you can so that you can feel good about those spots because I think it was it was it was definitely indicative of the lack of strength of the roster when we get into the, the the Phoenix series and especially the warrior series, when you're kind of looking down the bench and like, okay, who can I even put in here? Um, (laughs) It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. Uh, I guess, I guess we're just going to keep relying on Frank Nelikina here, you know, or we're going to continue to start Dwight Powell, even though we have all the evidence in the world now that says he is not a playoff basketball player, you know, it's just it is what it is when your roster is that limited. So, it's great. Let's keep these guys. Let's also fill out the roster a little bit. Uh, yeah, this, and they and they did
0: team. a good job this year on filling out those role players. And so, like, I'm gonna give Nico the benefit of the doubt He can do the same. The only one that he kind of wh- whipped on was Sterling Brown, and I'm not even sure anyone really could have saw that coming as much as as it did. I mean, we were I, I was really high on it. I thought it was a great pickup for the price. So. Uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be able to do that. He, I, just th- I just think you, like you said, you have to be way more sure about it whenever you're giving two roster spots to basically, you know, mascots. Agree. So <laughs> agree. Yeah, totally agree. Um, This I have almost
1: nothing on this because I didn't really know who this person was. Uh, Jeremiah Engelman. He was the director of quantitative research for the Mavs he's been with the Mavs for three seasons. He stepped into the job that, that uh, Haralabob had uh, last year. He w- he was promoted into basically a new Haralabob spot last year. Um, I think there's evidence to suggest that he had as much to do with the Mavs off season last year as anyone else, because of how new Nico was to the, to the job. Um, I think he would, he, he played a part in all that. And I know there was a, there was also Michael Finley was involved. Dirk was involved to some extent. I don't know that he was super involved in like, we got to go get Reggie Bullock, but I do think that Dirk, he was a little bit involved. I know Michael Finley was, um, but this guy was as well. I I would lean Tobin. The the only reason I bring this up is I do think that it, it sort of gives at least a little bit of an indication of truly, this is Nico's thing now. And I mean, we all know Cuban is as involved as any owner and, and maybe more so. So, that's part of it as well. But I it 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 definitely read to me a little bit of all right, we've officially we're in the spot now where where, we're kind of uh we're gonna simplify the hierarchy here and and you know, we're we're going after Nico's guys from here on out. Maybe I'm over reading into that, I don't know, but it 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 seems at least a little bit like uh Maybe not quite a cleaning house, but, like, here's here's who's in charge here now. We're not we're not fooling around with this anymore.
0: This may not be fair to this guy, but anybody that has any sort of connection to Haralabob I'm out on, and I think Nico has shown in just the short time he's been with us that the contacts that he has with Nike and player agents and stuff like that are much more things that I want on my team than somebody that's related to Haralabob, so... Even if he's mm-hmm. not fully connected with him. I just that I, I also really hate these titles of director of quantitative research. Like I just like can you just <laughs> go back to GM and assistant GM or something mm-hmm. like s- head scout or whatever? Yeah. So I I mean, again, these are names that we probably would never hear of if mm-hmm. it wasn't because of a massive situation with Don Nels Donnie Nelson and Harala Bob and all that stuff. We probably would have never heard this guy's name before. So
1: he, he was kind of a tool on Twitter too. So I, I don't, I think that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I, I don't think that anyone was super unhappy to see him go, including him. I I, def, I get the distinct impression that he was not thrilled with his role with the team. Yeah. So he's, he's out and, and moving and that's fine. It is what it is, but it, it maybe simplifies things a little bit uh, in the decision making tree there. Okay. Let's, let's get into the off season a little bit here. Um, as I said, we're not really we're not ready to talk about free agency yet. And in part because it's a bad free agent class, the Mavs don't have any money to spend. Um, so it's it's gonna be all about what player do you get with that MLE? And and we'll have some suggestions on that maybe next week or the week after, something like that. Um, the I, I, I guess let me let me start it this way, Tobin. What I, I wanna I wanna ask you. There there seems to be there's three basic approaches to this offseason from from Maps Twitter and Maps fandom and whatnot. Uh you know, number 1 is is go hard after that second star. Number 2 is kind of go at pursue somebody who is maybe not a not truly a second star, but like is kind of in that When I say a second star, I'm talking about somebody who is at least I would say, Tobin, like a fringe all-star player. Is that an acceptable definition? Like a top 30 player in the league. I feel like that's an acceptable definition.
0: Sure. Yeah,
1: I would agree. So there's that. your Your next plan is like somebody who is somewhere between the 30th and 70th best player in the league. Like somebody that's in that group that's like, he is the third best player on your team and you feel really good about it. Uh, especially in a situation where maybe your best player is a true top five player like, like Luca is. Um, And then the other plan is just build around the edges and run it back. Kind of (laughs) keep the powder dry. I know mouse fans. That's like a very triggering statement. Thanks uh, a lot. But, (laughs) but, but uh, to kind of, uh, Hey, we got to the conference finals. We are trending up. Let's add a. Let's add with that MLE. Let's add a minimum player. Let's just kind of see. Let's roll it back and, and run it back and see what happens. What what do you feel like? Wh- where where are you? I don't, I'm not asking you what you think the Mavericks are going to do. If you are Nico Harrison, Mark Cuban, one of these people who's making the decisions, what's what's your plan on this?
0: Uh, I think in this day and age, you are, you should always be trying to find a second star top 30 player to bring in with Luca, I just know that's easier said than done so I think my first point of action is who who's available that I might be able to trade for like who is this who is a guy that may not be the superstar that they once were that maybe we can bring in and come in and, and be a, a compliment to what we have and how do we get how do we make that happen and unfortunately the Mavs don't necessarily have the pieces that can wow a team over other teams but that doesn't mean that the deal can't be done. Um, I I don't know how I feel about a Jalen Brunson sign and trade because that I mean sign and there's a reason why sign and trades rarely ever happen and I think mm-hmm. that that's that's a scary thing to deal with because like all I can think about right now is us somehow ending up with Julius Randle's terrible contract just because we wanted mm-hmm. to get something back for Jalen Brunson and I just don't want that to happen. Um, but yeah, I think the second star is is. Should always be your, your goal, and I don't think the pipe dream of, Jokic or like you know like we we've been doing with the honest the last couple of years, I don't want to do all that. Like if Jokic wants to come here in a couple of years, then you clear the books and you figure out how to make it happen. But yes. you know I I don't I don't like the idea of, quote unquote keeping the powder dry, because that's never worked for us in the past. I know it's different now because with Le- with Luca and the success we have and Nico. And Jason Kidd, things can be different, but I don't want to bet on that. I want to win next year. I don't want to win in a couple of years.
1: Yeah. A couple things on that. I, <clears throat> the concept of a Brunson sign and trade, I feel like we should almost just throw it out entirely. Um, I, 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 Brunson, I, I, I feel very confident that Jalen Brunson is going to be on this team next year. We will probably be paying him more than we really want to pay him if we're being completely candid about that. Um, but he will be on this team next year. And and if he's not, it's it's because he just straight either the Mavs lowball, in which I don't think is going to happen, or he just straight, like, I would rather run the Knicks than I would be the second guy or third guy or whatever uh, to Luka on the Mavericks. I don't – I just – I don't know. I I, I just don't see the, the 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 sign and trade thing happening. But I you know I could be wrong. I could be wrong because it be, it would help a lot. Obviously, if he was a restricted free agent, that was a mistake. Um, thanks, Donnie. But uh, yeah, the the I just don't see that really happening. I I think that if it's me, I because I, I'm with you. Like second star sounds appealing, and I, that really that's what I wanted to talk about more than anything because. I see that so much on within Mavs Twitter and whatnot of of talking about like well you got they got to go after the second guy they got to go after the second guy, and I just don't know that that is something that is actually like super feasible. I just don't think that there's a lot of guys out there who are who are going to run in in that who are going to fit that bill. Um, so we're going to run through some names here. For me, I will tell you, I think that my I, I, number one, I need I need Mark Cuban to be uh, willing to pay the luxury tax this year and just roll with it, or at least go into the season playing the luxury tax. Because I think, as I've said on the show before, the Bertons and Dinwiddie contracts and and Hardaway to a slightly lesser extent get more palatable after this season, and I think become easier trade chips and and even potentially trade assets in some places or in some ways uh once you get through this next season. They're much more, much more usable um as trade trips in the summer of 2023 than they are in the summer of 2022. And I, I just think you just have to I I I need if I'm Nico Harrison, I'm going to Mark Cuban, I'm just saying, look, man, you haven't paid the luxury tax in a decade. I need you to be willing to pay the luxury tax this summer. If I can't find a deal that gets Bertons out of here and makes us better or or whatever else, whatever it is that we're trying to do then i need you just to be willing to do it and and we'll we'll figure it out down the line cuz i do think that they're in a spot where they're they're not too far away from accumulating cuz you're right tobin you said like we don't have a lot of assets i agree with you um i don't think that they're too far away from accumulating the right kind of contract assets that make you a player for a big time name that becomes available because if you go and you look at the history of these trades of of all-star-plus kind of players that get traded. It it really comes down more to the guy saying, this is where I want to go, and then those two teams just kind of have to figure it out. And at a certain point, if you have the contracts of it that are kind of palatable to the the other team and you're willing to throw in the, the draft picks um, and, you you know, whatever. If you can find one other asset to add to the package, then you can make that happen. Um, I would... I would not lean on this strategy forever, Tobin. I wouldn't just constantly be like, "Cool, well, we're adding another guy on the m l e and we're just gonna keep running it back until the end of time but i I think that this summer to me that seems like i mean again if one of these names becomes available and i I promise i'm not i'm gonna stop talking. we're gonna just go through some names here in a minute if one of these names truly is available and it's truly a uh an opportunity for the Mavs then cool let's go for it I just think that there aren't a lot of them that are out there and that are that it is a real option for you and so I kind of would be going into the summer saying we need to add a wing we need to add we need to figure out the 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 Dwight Powell situation we need to get a, a functional big in here who maybe can even play in the playoffs what a what a crazy concept um, but more as much as anything, it's, it's about, let's have good players. Let's have a deep, let's get a deeper roster. Let's have contracts that we can move later, whether that's the deadline in 2023 or the summer of 2023 or, or whatever else. So, um, I, I think that's more palatable. I think that's easier to do honestly too, than, than going after the quote, the quote second star. Um, cause here's what we're looking at. Like Bradley Beal is not available. And do you want to, do you want to pay Bradley Beal? I don't Tobin. I'm I'm out on Bradley Beal. No,
0: I don't, I don't think there's any like one. We don't have the pieces to, for them to convince, to send to us. But yeah, I don't think that, I don't think he's a good fit in the current system that we're in.
1: Carl Anthony Towns is not available. And I do not, I I mean, I know he's a very talented player. It was what? 13 all NBA this year. I don't, I've seen what I need to see with, with Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I'm I'm good. I'm good, actually. So um, it doesn't matter if he's available or not. Um, <laughs> you know, I sat down and I made a list. I broke these guys down. I did a little spreadsheet. I, I broke these guys down into, like, you know, the all-NBA-ish players, the all-star-ish players, the next group that's, like, kind of the top three-type player on your team, and then, like, what I would consider just to be, like, high-quality starters. Like, the next, let's say players 75 through 110 or so in the league. Um and then we you know you kind of look at like okay well, well who on this list is available? Kyrie Irving's available. Do you want Kyrie Irving?
0: Uh no. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah,
1: same. Obviously
0: not. Yeah. I I just there's nothing about him that says that that is somebody I want on my team. I'm sorry. Like I just like that that's the kind of guy that he's going to give you some good games but if you called me and said, hey, he retired today on a random Tuesday with, <laughs> with 60 games yeah. left the season, I'd be like, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that tracks. Yeah, yeah.
0: totally. Totally.
1: Um, do you want Ben Simmons on your team?
0: No, I don't want Ben Simmons in the NBA. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry if that's mean, but I don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is what... Th- look, we're we're doing this exercise because, again, because I think that it's just too easy... To say, well, the Mavs need to go get a second star. I have—I'm sure I've repeated that a thousand times. I'm—I'm I'm Chris Vernoning at this point, but, but, but it—it's it's, this is part of the problem. When you say we need a second star, okay, uh, Bam Adebayo is not available. Jimmy Butler's not available. Jason Tatum, Giannis, Joel Embiid, uh, Demar Derozan, Kevin Durant, De, you know, uh, Devin Booker, John Morant, LeBron. These people aren't available. You can't. You're not getting the superstar, so you're you're going to the second tier of player, and then you're probably going to the third tier of player, and and this is you know this is what you're left with. There are there are four guys who are all NBA and 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 all star type players who are potentially available this summer, Tobin. I don't know that all I don't think that all of them will get moved, um, but their their names are out there at least a little bit. So let's let's talk about those. The one that keeps coming up, it's like <laughs> it's like freaking herpes. It just keeps popping up. Rudy Gobert. Do you want Rudy Gobert on the on the Mavericks next year? No,
0: I, I don't think that I want that contract. Like, I like, would Rudy Gobert make us better than Dwight Powell? Yeah, but I don't want to deal with that contract for the next four years. No, no, thank you.
1: I think that Rudy Gobert would be better here than he is in Utah. I think the Mavs would use him better than the than the than the Jazz do. I think Luca would use him better than Donovan Mitchell does. Let's be real about that. Um, his he 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 gets thirty eight million dollars next year. Thirty eight million dollars, forty one million dollars, forty three million dollars, forty six million dollars left on his deal. He's not young either; like he's not old don't get me wrong, but he's, you know, he'll turn 30 before the next season. And I don't, I mean, he hasn't had any major injury issues or anything like that, but like, yeah, I'm not sure that it's going to age super well. And also again, we just watched him not be able to be effective. We we need to stop saying he got played off the court. Cause that's not really the case. And we all, uh, we understand a lot of it has to do with the defensive structure. Around yeah. And some and of that we
0: might stuff. be able to fix with our coaching, but Mm-hmm. It to me, it's it's all of that stuff. Sure, for me, it's more of the: Do I really want to pay a center thirty five million dollars a year until he's you know until he's basically done playing? Because that's that's what it's going to end up being. So absolutely,
1: I I think that this summer or excuse me that this this postseason that that maybe is is the biggest takeaway that that teams should be should be taking should be learning is. It's not that you just have to abandon the five, and we're just going to play five out all the time. When you are committing so much of your cap to a center who is not Jokic, Embiid, or Bam, and I almost, I really think Cap might be in that in this camp too of like, woof, I don't know, man. Um, DeAndre Ayton, same thing. It, it, those guys at least are a little more fringe because of what they bring offensively. Potentially, you know, I. I just think you have to have the ability to bench your center and go to or go to a shooter at the five, go five out at the five, do something different. And when you're paying Rudy Gobert, it's not I may have said this on the air. It's not about necessarily even the ego of how can you bench a guy who's making forty one million dollars or whatever. It's about what do you have on your roster when you're paying this guy forty one million dollars and you have to go down into the market. You got to like, cool. we got to pull out Marquise Chris or. we got lucky we have Otto porter jr you know or something like that that that's where the trouble comes in so yeah i'm I'm with you i don't in a vacuum sure bring me bring i guess like we will make good use of rudy gobert trading what you have to trade to get him and then to pay him that contract no thank you i i want nothing to do with it and it's gotten to the point too to where it's like i said this like Kevin O'Connor, that was his first guy he brought up on the void today. And I was like, nope, I'm out. And I just exited out of the whole thing. I'm not listening to this anymore. I think it's easy Um, to
0: pair us with them because we do we glaringly need a center. But it's also very lazy for you to look at our team and look at our budget and then think, oh, that's where he should go. I just, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay, his teammate, Donovan Mitchell.
0: I would love Donovan Mitchell. There's zero chance we can get him with what we have. Agreed. It's not going to happen. I think I, I, I think Donovan Mitchell, if he's willing to come in and be second fiddle, which I don't. I, he's never really shown that he might not be willing. Like he's not like it's not like he seems to be a grumpy player or anything. Other than just not getting along with Rudy Gobert, but that might be not. <laughs> you know whatever. Uh, if he's willing to come in and let Luca feed feed him and just give him all of the the excess points and passes like he could be so good here I think I just don't think we have the package Mm -hmm. at all to get him
1: yeah I I I think that I think that you you you're paying way 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 more I think there are any number of teams that that can and will give up way more for Donovan Mitchell yes uh, because he's young and budding doesn't matter yeah
0: the the heat alone with their Lowry hero picks you know, that stuff that's way better than anything we could offer. And that's not even the best package out there. Probably. Yeah. I,
1: I, yeah, I don't. And also I, <laughs> I'm worried about Donovan Mitchell. I feel like Donovan Mitchell is, is about to, or is in the process of going through a crisis. And I don't know sure. how he comes out on the other side of that, but at, from a, just a straight talent standpoint. Yeah, sure. This wor- that works really well. Um, there's just, okay, there's let me no ask you this question.
0: If we did a if they were wanting to do a sign and trade with Mitchell and, Brunson then we throw in I don't know like filler or Josh Green in a pick would you do that
1: yeah of course yeah would I rather have Donovan Mitchell than Jalen Brunson uh yes I don't think that that is man I'm gonna sound like a major homer on that I don't think that it is like a runaway on that, but yes, I would rather have Donovan Mitchell than than uh, Jalen Brunson. So if the trade, but that's not going to get it done. If, no, if, if, it would
0: have to be Jalen Brunson and then like every pick known to man. Yeah. And
1: and I I I think I would at that point say he's a very good basketball player. I'm I'm. It would be another KP trade
0: where we wouldn't be able to make a pick for another seven years, and that's.
1: Yeah. I know that there's people who are listening to that and are like, "You're an idiot and a major homer," and I I understand. It's I think that Mitchell's name has. I don't know. I'm not trying to get into being a jackal about this. I, I, I think Donovan Mitchell's name is larger, maybe than than what his game supports at this point. Personally, mm-hmm. but that's partly from having just seen him fall apart a lot in this last series. And I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We we can't get that package done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, Zach Levine.
0: A year ago, I'd have been like, heck yeah. <laughs>
1: This one hurts me, man. This this one. I really still I me still
0: think it. I would probably do it with the right package, but I'm nervous as heck about it. Like if I do that, like I'm 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 doing that thing where I always expect him to miss twenty plus twenty to thirty games a year, but hopefully he's right by the playoffs. That's what I'm doing in my head. Like, is he better than Tim Hardaway Jr.? Absolutely, he is. But is he going to miss? Thirty games a year, probably. And so I don't know what I don't know what kind of package we could put together that would make that worth it for me. Um But yeah, I I would probably do that with a with the right package, I think. Man,
1: in so many ways, Zach Levine is the perfect fit next to Luca, certainly not defensively, (laughs) but, but um, offensively he diversifies the offense so beautifully. It would work. It would work wonders on that front. Look, I do think that there's a certain, at a certain point we get too caught up in, in the contracts on, on these guys. And, and you, and sometimes you should just say, right but like he's really good at basketball so i'm just gonna go with it i'm just gonna see what happens um i think that that was something that took place with demar de rosen everybody including us was like that contract's insane what are you doing mm-hmm. who are you bidding against why are you giving him this much money and then for a couple of months you're like right but demar de rosen's a really good basketball player and the bulls are winning basketball games because they have this guy and it's awesome And then you get to the playoffs, and I know there were injuries. It wasn't just this, but, like, you're reminded of, like, right, but this is why he was available in the first place, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you kind of have to do this back and forth. Levine, it just all comes down to the injury and the knee. And, you know, he only missed 15 games last season. It felt like way more. But it felt like he missed 30. Yeah, totally. I think he played in a lot of games where he was, like, kind of ineffective, at least ineffective for, for him um because of the knee issue and given his knee history, it just it 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 really worries me. Also, I mean, kind of quietly, you know, his 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 numbers dropped. Numbers aren't everything and a lot of it was handing off some of the role to DeRozan, which I think he did quite willingly. And so there's some value in that. But his shooting numbers went down this year too. He was he went from a 50% shooter overall to forty seven percent, from a forty two percent three point shooter to still a very good thirty-nine percent shooter. While having drops on you know pretty much everything else and and so there's some there's some worry there if you could guarantee me that he's not that he's going to play if you could guarantee me he's gonna play sixty seven games a season like he did this last year for the for the bulk of that four or five year contract yeah I'm in i think i just i have real concerns of, and i you, you if you bring him in you just like we'll figure it out defensively we'll figure out how to make this thing worked but there's so many things that he he would do well here but i just i really really worry about uh about the physicality um and or and and, and what his body is up to up for at this point okay the last name that's on this list that's like the top tier kind of guy that we that potentially is available is literally an all nba guy pascal siakam
0: please sign me up for this i think this is the one thing that we might actually have a shot at. And I think it's only because the Toronto Raptors seem to be circling the wagons on hitting the refresh button. It seems like I, I was wanting this with KP. Like this was my KP. Like if we still had KP mm-hmm. right now, I would be calling with Sai Ujiri every single day. Here's KP and these pieces, please give us Pascal Siakam. And if you want to, please throw an OG and a an Novi. Cause that would be awesome. <laughs> you know, but I I think this this guy fits really well for what we do. I think Dwight Powell can go home to Canada, and and that that would be swell. Um, I think this is probably my realistic want, My the most realistic number one choice want for me is Pascal Siakam or OG. I think either one of those probably might be my, my realistic. That would be great if we got those guys.
1: I love Siakam. I've always been a Siakam guy. Um, I don't really... Toronto's in an interesting spot where they need to diversify their roster a little bit. It it doesn't... I don't really understand why Siakam's name keeps coming up. Um, to me, he's, he's like... I mean, he's not like a top 10 player, and there's a massive difference between a top... There's a massive difference between a top seven player and a top whatever fifteen player, twenty player in the league. Huge difference, but still, Siakam is not somebody that I would be like, yeah, it's cool, let's get rid of it, unless there's bad vibes or or something's going on behind behind the scenes. And to be fair, it's I have never heard like the Raptors are trying to trade Pascal Siakam, but it, it there's. It's just like his name is always out there and it has been for the last couple of seasons. And I just, I don't know, at a certain point, you kind of have to say, okay. We do know that him and Nurse don't get
0: along. Like that's been documented. Yeah, I I
1: do. But it it felt like they kind of buried that hatchet through, you know, early in this season and things were were going better. And and maybe, I don't know. It just, at a certain point, I have to feel like, okay, if there's this much smoke, then there must be some fire to it because it 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 does seem like his name is constantly out there. I have no idea what the value is on him and I, you know, I would expect that it's very very high but
0: the all M- yeah, the is all NBA this year did not help that for sure. So <laughs> Sure.
1: Siakam is somebody that I would be willing to I would be willing to throw in, I would be willing to go higher to trade for him then he, here's what I'm getting at. Like Jeremy Grant is getting traded this summer. I feel pretty confident. I think that Jeremy Grant is going to go for a value that to me is is way too high um, for what he actually does. Sure. And I, I think what I, I would and th- you know, these things don't happen in a vacuum. It's not like, well, I'd just rather do this. I would be willing to go. I would be much more willing to just be like, actually, we're going to pay way more to go get Siakam than than we are going to then to, to pay what it's going to take to get to get Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is like if I, if I saw the cost of what Jeremy Grant is going to be and I think it's going to be very high, I think if I was a GM, I'd be like, cool, we're out of this. We'll just add whatever else we need to to go after Pascal Siakam instead. I would rather do that. Yeah. Than, I, think, I think that he impacts the game way more than Jeremy Grant. And, hopefully, and I would assume Toronto knows that. So, you know, it's not like uh, 2K where you can force a trade or something. You know, But yeah, Siakam would be very interesting to me for sure. If 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 he's if he is actually available, I'm with you. I think of all these guys, that's the one that I'm like, yeah, that's I would be I'd be sending <laughs> edible arrangements to Masayu Jerry every day, trying to uh, to soften him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little more of a speed round with the rest of these guys. Uh, Shea Gildish Alexander.
0: Um, I like him a lot. I don't th- I don't necessarily know how he fits here. So. I think
1: you have to pay so much more for him than it's than his actual impact indicates. I'm sorry, Ryan Woods. I don't. I'm not knocking your guy. I like. I think it's a great. I player. like Shea, I like him next to Luca. Um, I feel like the cost on him is going to be so much higher. Yeah, than that's what I mean. Is, is like be. he's
0: he's going to come here and be a defensive guard that's going to make thirty five million dollars a year. Like I just mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. and he kind of. I don't know. Like I can't really remember because it's been so long since he hasn't had to be the ball handler. I don't know how I can't remember how much he plays off ball and if that actually works for him to be honest with you. So yeah, I mean, a great player. I just don't think he's the right fit. Agree. Deandre Ayton. I I would love that personally. I don't think we had the pieces to get him, but um if you if you replace Dwight Powell minutes with Deandre Ayton this this year, I think we're, you know, we're pretty solid, so i i I do think there is an attitude issue with him, and that's a little nerve, nervy, nerve wracking. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think what he can do athletically with Luca feeding him the ball it could be pretty special if if he was here.
1: I think he needs to be on a bad team. <clears throat> I, I, I I would I agree that with that too.
0: Yeah, but I I, I think I, there's a chance we could make it work here.
1: I think that he's a guy that in in four years I won on my team, but I need him to experience bad team before before he's going to really be what I need him to be. Um, I don't think the Suns used him all that well, and I think he definitely was frustrated with that uh, in 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 our series. I think that was a major factor in in that, and that's some on the Suns. But I I get the the impression that. He just seems like a guy who would rather average twenty five points on a thirty win team than average seventeen points on a fifty win team. And I'm that's not gonna be the role here. So I don't know. It's a lot of money to pay a center. Um if if you're not gonna get what you really need out of a center, especially in the playoffs. But you know, talent wise, absolutely. I I just I don't know. There's 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 stuff there I don't love. Uh DeJounte Murray, who I don't think is available, but
0: uh, I love DeJounte Murray. Same thing as SGA. I think he needs the ball too much. Um, even more yeah. than SGA. I think he needs the ball. I don't think, I think he's just a worse shooting Spencer Dinwiddie for us. Better defender, obviously, <laughs> but yeah,
1: much better defender. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't, I don't, I don't love the fit anymore. Um, with this team, but it, you know it's not crazy it's not a, it's not like man we we blew that it's there's definitely things that he he brings to the table i just for as much as Luca's going to have the ball in his hands i really need my guard to be at least an average three point shooter and 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 he's not he's just not mm-hmm. so, uh john collins the long
0: rumored mm-hmm. john collins for the right price i'm okay with it <laughs> but i also now that he's got the big deal i don't know how i feel about it But for the right price meaning if we can get off of Dwight Powell's contract for that, then I'm I'm listening. But Dwight Powell's contract also is way better than John Collins. So my issue with John Collins
1: has always been for the Mavericks and maybe even just for the league as a whole, he's not he's not big enough to be a five and I don't like him as a shooter enough to like stretch the floor from the four and certainly not from the three um so you building with him is is kind of difficult there were I don't know I'm not sure there's ever been a guy that I've gone back and forth with as much as as I have with John Collins there's been times where I've like man he would be perfect here and there are times when I think he would be perfect here for the regular season and maybe not so much in the in the playoffs. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he might His, be
0: more offensive to Dwight Powell in the playoffs, and that's just, you know, that's yeah. not necessarily what we need.
1: He missed 30 games this year. His shooting percentage dropped from 55 to 52 and from 40 to 36. I I don't know, man. It's a, It's another, for me, I guess what I would say is another one that's like in a vacuum. Yeah, absolutely. I would like to have John Collins on the team. I'm not sure that John Collins fixes all that many things, given that we're also going to have to give up stuff to get him. You know, it's, it's not just a, Hey, do you want this guy? Yes, sure. If it's, if it's more than a package, that's like Tim Hardaway Jr. And, and Maxi, then that, I don't know. I'm not sure how much better you are from, from having him. Yeah. Him on agreed. The team. Okay. Super speed round. These are guys who are, we, we, th- and again, this is my whole point. That's really all we're talking about when we're like, hey, we got to go get a, a, a top 30 guy. And I don't even know if some of those guys fall into that category. John Collins in particular is is a borderline case, um, at, at, maybe at best. But you drop down to the next level of player and you're looking for like super quality, maybe top three kind of players. OK, well, here's what you're looking at of guys who who, who might be available. So you will go. We'll go super fast. Christian Wood. No. Absolutely not! <laughs> Absolutely not. Two years
0: ago, bad vibes. Two years ago, root, yep. Man. Yeah. Now, no. Yeah.
1: I've have seen all the the sinner who thinks he's better than he is that I that I ever need to see. I am not interested in that at all. D'Angelo Russell. Mm. Absolutely not for me. No, no. It's not even not even a thought for me personally. Yeah.
0: No. I think he. I think I'd rather have did he take that role.
1: Playoffs were enough for me. I, I I've never been a Russell fan, so maybe it was maybe I was already kind of in the bag of that direction. But he was so bad in that series and made so many just absolute garbage decisions. I I want nothing to do with that. Um, <laughs> Bedford's own Miles Turner.
0: If you swap Bedford, him, is it Ulyss? He went to Ulyss Trinity Uless. High School. Yeah. If yeah. you swap him for Maxie or. No, I don't even think I want to say Maxie. If you swap him for Pal, yeah, or maybe yeah, I'll say Maxi too. I, I think he could be helpful here, and I think he uh, and it would be cool for a hometown kid story. But I don't want to give him a ton. I don't want to get. I don't want to give up a ton to get him.
1: He makes the the right amount of money for what I'm looking for in a center because I it it. He's a very good basketball player. Um, he's at 18 million next year. He also is injured a lot, so that's a major. That's a major. He's obviously a massive upgrade over, yeah, over Powell. Um, so I would, uh, yeah, I would do it. I just, I think that, I think that he does not fix. I'm not sure that he. I'm not sure that he makes the t- the, the Mavericks like okay, cool, we're good to go now, like, and you no, might that's, have that's to just one do upgrade trade that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you I like I said he he makes a, a good enough amount of money to where it's like if you have to bench him in a series against the warriors or whatever then that's fine it works you can do that it's not completely hamstringing you um but I also don't super trust I I've always felt like Miles Turner is one step up from just a guy so I'm happy to bring him in but I'm not sure given the 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 low number of trade chips the Mavs have, I'm not sure that I would put too many of those eggs in that in that basket. Personally. You know
0: good and well Rick's not gonna give us a break either, so
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh Josh Hart. No. I'm a yes on Josh Hart. He's a Villanova guy. I know. Man, that surprises me. I think it's more
0: me. I think it's more of the I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. I don't
1: know. I I like the jack of all trades kind of thing that he does. He is also a guy who's like just a step up from a guy, I think. But um, I I like the fit with this team. I like I like the 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 spots where the way the versatile ways that you could you could probably use a guy like him. Um, but he also had this just incredible run with Portland when he was playing with a bunch of G leaguers. So I don't know. Maybe I'm overrating. Hey, when I get the ball, I can do all this stuff. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Lou Dort. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, me too. Give me, big, big time in on him. I don't think he's actually available. I think No, and I think one.
0: he's going to probably end up being one of those guys that gets overpaid, and then you're looking at a guy that yeah. plays good defense and is making $25 million a year. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I don't love that, but, sure. yeah, I love Lou Dort.
1: Colin Sexton. No. Same. He's, he's worse Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Yeah. Yeah. agree. I know the answer to this, but OGN absolutely.
0: I think I would Big put time. I would even put him up with the further up tiers of, of guys. of I don't think he gets the, the reason credit.
1: he's not is he's not a create his own shot guy. I mean, he can. It's not like it's not like Reggie Bullock or something who's just like truly incapable of getting his own shot. I mean, he's he's definitely better than that. He's not going to he's not gonna you're not gonna throw him the ball frequently and watch him like create a bucket, and he's gonna miss thirty games a year. Uh, unfortunately. And that that's, that's the me is the major holdback. I've got to believe that's the main reason why his name is out there in, in trade talks is the Raptors are saying we've got Scotty Barnes and this guy misses 30 games every season. What, what we got to move on. Mm-hmm. But I love OG and Anobi. I just, gosh, if I could guarantee health, obviously like I'm fully in, he, he is kind of a perfect fit here. Uh, but I imagine there are 29 teams saying that too. So, mm-hmm. Um, this one, this is only in the case of Jalen Brunson is gone. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I don't think it's worth it. Agree. Also going to miss 50 games. Yeah. So I love Malcolm Brogdon. I just, at this point he is who he is. I just, I don't trust it. Jeremy Grant. For the
0: right price. Yeah. I take him on.
1: I love Jeremy Grant's fit here. I, but I said this at the trade deadline. I think that the cost on him is is going to end up being ridiculous because there are so few players in the league who do. Let me rephrase that. Every single team needs guys who do what Jeremy Grant does and position the way that Jeremy Grant positions when he becomes available, when he's truly available. I just think that there's so many bidders that you end up paying way more than he's actually worth given the impact that he has on the game. So I I'm with you. Um, Julius Randle, nope. All the way out, like so far out, it's it's uncomfortable. I'm so
0: out. When he out. was having the year he was having, it was really cool to see. But I also knew that this is the way it was going to end. <laughs> was him getting a terrible fit? With him getting paid a terrible? Yeah, fit. totally yeah. agree. Yeah,
1: no, thank you. This one hurts me a little because, gosh, if you can if you could get health, but it'll never happen. Gordon Hayward.
0: I think he'd be a great fit. I but I, I don't. I think he's even worse than Zach Levine. Like I think he's. Big time. He might be missing yeah, full time. seasons, you know. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: pulling up his contract because that's that maybe is where it. And of course, the feed's gonna freeze right when I need it to not freeze. Uh, oh man, yeah, no, I can't do it. Thirty million next year, thirty one million the year after. I can't, I can't do it. It sucks because he is perfect. He's perfect here, but again, there is twenty nine teams that are saying that too. It's. Mm-hmm. It's all about the health for him. Unfortunately, he's like truly, he's truly Mr. Glass. Gosh, one game in 2017-18 when he destroyed his his leg. 72 games coming back after that. Then 52, 44, 49. That's no good. Last one. Maybe the guy that we have talked about the most in our in our group text over the last couple of seasons that I perpetually am back and forth on, Harrison Barnes.
0: Uh, for the right price, I'd welcome him back. Because um, isn't he on a contract year next year?
1: No, they re-signed him. No. Because that's what the, that's what the Kings do. I'm pulling up the contract now. He, it's, it's, no, it's fine. I mean, next year is the last year, but you're yeah. right. You're right. It was for a contract a year of a guy, guy who
0: plays hard. Then. Yeah. I mean, for the right price, I'd probably, I'd probably do that.
1: I'm, I'm, I might be all in on Harrison Barnes again, God, i'm gonna poof that's that's a scary thing to say um <laughs> you know what you're gonna get from him he he was always a better defender as a big wing than he was as a small wing um you're not gonna get any attitude issues. he's gonna consistently give you sixteen points, five boards. He shot thirty nine percent from three last year. I mean, the one year he played with Dallas with with Luca, he also <coughs> shot thirty nine. I, I, it's not exciting. It's not sexy. There will definitely be people who are like, "Really, we're gonna run this back? We're gonna do this again?" I think there are a lot. I, a, I think he is he is he's pretty daggum available, and B, I think that he fits a lot of of what the Mavs need at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I'd be in on that i would agree with that okay okay next week i don't know what the what the future is going to hold for us recording wise over the next couple of weeks we have we have weird uh schedules for for work and and uh our volunteer stuff but but w- at some point in the next couple of weeks we'll, we'll we'll do a maps time we'll talk about free agency we'll kind of pick some people that we maybe are interested in going after and I don't know, Maybe maybe we do an episode where you just give me five ridiculous trades or something. You love the <laughs> trade machine. I hate yeah. the trade machine. Maybe that'd be a fun way to to uh to blow an episode uh like that. But uh yeah, we'll we'll get back to it soon. Um thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell your Mavs friends, bring your basketball buddies around to listen to this podcast. It helps us greatly to carve out a little space in this very cramped podcast market. Leave us a five star rating and a five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell us the most obscure or random Mavs jersey that you own. Or have one in the past, and we like to read those out at the end of the show. Be back next week or the week after, uh, depending on what, what comes up for us. Again, talking about free agency, we'll definitely be doing some draft focused stuff here in the next couple of weeks. I think we'll get our buddy Danny on to talk about some uh some potential mavs targets at twenty six. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you for listening. See you next time and until now.
0: That's a wrap.